Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello and welcome to Optimize Profitability Podcast. Today we're here with Suzanne Johns. Suzanne works with high-end luxury real estate and ranches around the North Texas area. She's married and they have the cutest little dog named Maddie, but you have to watch the video if you want to see what she looks like. So Suzanne, how did you get started as an entrepreneur and a real estate broker? Um, I got into real estate, actually straight out of college. I was supposed to be a school teacher. I look like one of those, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh, one month from graduating with my degree from my teaching, and um, a friend of mine told me she was going to go to a real estate seminar. And would I come along? And I'm like, no, why? She goes, well, just, just because there are a couple of guys that you want to date are going to be at the seminar, and we're all going to go for drinks afterwards. And I went, well, now that I'll do. <laughs> all about a boy, huh? <laughs> all about a boy. So I sat through the real estate seminar for a couple of hours, and it just resonated with me. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I want to do that. And I knew nothing about it. No one in my family had ever been an entrepreneur, first of all, and they had never been in real estate. So I went up to the instructor after uh, this thing was over, and I said, well, I, I want to do what you, you're talking about. How do I do that? And he said, well, you got to get a license. And I went, Okay, how do I do that? He goes, well, you got to take some classes. I went, all right, all right, where do, I, where do I find those? So he sent me to a real estate school that he was um, associated with, and I took the classes, and then I uh, went and took my exam. And I, I, since I had a college degree, I could go straight for my broker's license. So that was in California, and I graduated with my teaching degree. And, of course, I did not want to become a teacher, and my parents think – to this day, they still wait for me to get a, get a real job, which right. is not going to ever happen. But um, I didn't know anything about the business. Nobody had told me anything. I'd never been in sales before, and I just knew it was something that was exciting, and I wanted to try it. And, you know, when you're young, you're dumb, and you just <laughs> jump out there. And, you know, I went into the deep end of the pool of water, and um, I got real lucky. A friend, the, the same instructor, introduced me to a broker in town, and he said, well, um, why don't you go to work for her and she'll show you kind of what to do. And it just started in commercial real estate. I didn't start in residential because that's what she did. Back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have it, we didn't have pagers, which I'm sure most of y'all don't even know what a pager is anymore. But we didn't have any of that stuff. We had a phone book and a phone. And uh, basically she put a phone book in front of me and said, start making calls, you know. And I was sitting at the front desk and a guy walked in the door and he said, I'd like to look at some apartments. And I went, well, okay. So I ran back and said, I need to show some apartments. How do I find those? And she goes, well, here's three I know that are for sale in town. Go show them those. One of them happened to be the apartments I lived in. So I knew the staff. I knew the maintenance guys. And I knew most of the people there that lived on my floor so I could get into other apartments. I showed him that one last. And we, I stopped and talked to all the maintenance guys so he could hear about the history of the property. Then I stopped to, and talked to the leasing ladies so they could tell him all about, you know, vacancy and things like that, which I didn't know that was what you were supposed to do, but that's just, <laughs> just happened to be, I'm, I'm social. So, you know, it was easy for me to do that. Then we're on and knocked on doors so that he could get in and, and take a look at the units themselves that people already lived in. You know, had he been just a buyer, nobody would have gotten him into units that are already occupied. So anyway, we came back to the office, and um, 
told him, I hope you had a nice time. <laughs> I didn't know to ask for the sale. <laughs> nothing. I knew nothing. And I mean, you were green. <laughs> I was less, I knew less than nothing and uh, wished him by and, and <laughs> on his merry way. And about 20 minutes later, he came back in and he goes, you know, I really kind of like to buy that last one you showed me. And I went, oh, okay. That, well, that'd be great. And then I ran back to my broker's office and said, how do I write a contract? Because I didn't know. Nobody had ever taught me that either. They don't teach that in school. Really? Just, no, no, they don't. So anyway, um, she goes, well, the title company's next door. They've got spare contracts. They'll give you one and you can write it up. Well, I didn't know how to do it. And luckily I was friends with the people at the title company. And I said, I need help. So they said, well, bring them on in here. We'll write the contract for you. So they did. And um, it closed 45 days later. And I, it, the, the next thing that really is stupid, I guess, I didn't know what I was supposed to make when I sold those apartments. Nobody ever told me what the commission was. Mm-hmm. So I was just figuring I'd make maybe $1,500, and I'd be so excited about that. It would pay my car payment for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is a great deal. I'm doing this forever. So they gave me my check at closing, and I went out to the car and opened the check. And I had I, I, I really wasn't paying attention. You know how you, you're messing around, and so I'm thinking, okay, $1,500, better go to the bank. Opened it up, and it was $45,000. Well, this was 1978. Hmm. Guess how much money that really is now, you know? Well, I just about, you know, what all over my car. And I went, oh, my gosh, they paid me the wrong check. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm back into the title company. I said, I think y'all gave me the wrong check. Would you give me the right one? She goes, well, let me see it. I, she opened up. She goes, oh, no, honey, this is your commission check. And I went, I'm doing this forever. <laughs> And that's how I got into real estate. That's great. So it just, you know, it's just one of those things where, number one, I was dumb luck. Number two, I wasn't afraid to try. And um, number three, if I failed, it didn't matter to me. I just wanted to do it, you know. And that's kind of how like, you have to do it when you get into to become an entrepreneur. I don't care what it is you choose. I don't care if you're going to be a basket weaver. If you got a passion for it and you're not afraid to fail, because look how many times, you know, the guy that – Alexander M. Graham Bell, you know, look how many times he failed before he was able to put together the phone or the telegraph or any of those guys. You know, they didn't do it first time or second time or fifth time or 20th time. So that's the most important thing that you got to do. And I just kept trying from then. And I tried something different all the time. There's so many different facets of real estate. So that's why I went from doing commercial and then I started doing investments and I started doing 1031 tax-free exchanges. And every time somebody bring up something different, I would think, well, you know, I need to learn that. And so then I would make sure that I would take the classes and and get educated on it and then go out and give it a try. And it's worked out every time that I've done that. So that makes it well-rounded so that I can work every facet of real estate from the commercial to the residential to the unique. You know, there are specific. I think the only thing I really don't want to do, and and I could, but I don't want to, and it's a little scary to me, and that's oil and and gas leases. Mm -hmm. Those are a little bit more specific and a little tougher, and they have some some you know un- unique cap- expectancies when you're doing those. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know, that, those are a little spooky. So I don't do those, but um, everything else I do. I um, mean, I really enjoy. Um, um, when I was a kid, I did ranches and land, so I lived on a ranch. You know, my I grew up riding a horse. And so all of those things resonate with me. And I understand a farmers, my grandparents were farmers, my great grandparents were farmers. 
and ranchers. And so all that stuff is just, I'm not that, that usual, you know, I'm not the one that's the residential agent that's going to sell you the house down the street. Right. I'm going to do the other stuff that's unique. I like that. It's so much more fun. Well, you got to pick your lane. Exactly. The keys to what you're talking about though is you say it's dumb luck, but it's, it's the relationship you had already had in place. It wasn't dumb luck. It's being caring for people and knowing the people around you. I think well, knowing the people around you and learning, that are, those are your two key strong points for your life. You're always willing to learn something new. We worked together on a website, and you were willing to learn. You're like, show me what to do. Otherwise, just do it. And I love exactly. that. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, you've got to really have an open mind. And I guarantee you, there is no way in hell I know everything about this business, even today. I've been in it 42 years. 42 years. Wow. That's a long time. But I don't know it all, you know, and the day that you say you do is the day you will fail. Mm-hmm. You will fail big time. So, right. and you'll get yourself in trouble. You know, you'll do something stupid because you just knew it. I'm willing to listen to everybody. I want to know everybody's opinion. I want to know everybody's, you know, way they want to actually work the deal. And then, then I'll put together what makes the most sense. Right. So what are you doing right now to grow your business? What's something you can tell somebody to help them with? I do a lot of networking, collaborating. I don't do any advertising. I just don't, I don't, number one, it's a lot of, there are so many um, agencies out there that try to sell you leads and sell you. And and I'm sure that's in every business, not just real estate business. And I guarantee you those leads are crap. So the ones that you're going to get are the ones through personal relationships. And so that's, that's what I work on. I'm very social. So this being in my house all the time is does not work well for me because I am, I am, I'm extremely social and I want to make sure that I connect with people and I want them, you know, when they think of something that has to do with whatever I do, they can immediately think of me and that's where I get my referrals from. And then the collaborations are important. I'm, I'm having a meeting with a guy tomorrow that we're going to collaborate on doing a land development deal. Um, and that's just because he has a great lender, and I didn't have access to that lender. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So help somebody understand, like, especially now in our digital world, a lot of the networking you're doing is online. How is that different than just, like, talking to somebody in person? How is it different from walking, doing online? Yeah, because well, you have, like, 12 people on a screen or something. How does that work? Well, you know, I – I tips what I'm saying. <laughs> right. I start paying attention to what they do. Okay. And, and where they're at, especially um, if they're going to have some kind of synergy for me so that I see if it's something that I need to um, be able to get with them later. Um, we're trying to get the dog out. Sorry. <laughs> she's, she's all wound up. Well, that's when you call her. <laughs> <laughs> she's too little to pay attention. Uh, that's <laughs> what it tells me. back here. Take- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, life happens. Absolutely. Um, but I really do pay attention to who's on the screen and who's on the call. Mm-hmm. So I'll know whether or not it's something I should ask them if they would like to get together off the, off that call onto, you know, a one on one to one or face to face. Everybody calls it something different. Right, of course. And then we can figure out if we have something in common or if we have a way that we can refer business to one another. Right. Because everybody does business with somebody that they know, like, and trust. Exactly. That's huge. And when you're on an online platform, I know you do like master networks, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Message them within that platform. Do you call them? Do you email them? What's your best way of connecting with those people? Well, first of all, I I connect through chat. 
that's on the on Zoom. And then after that, then I I find a whole whole lot better results if I text them or or instant message them. So I try to text back and forth because then I get an automatic response. Doesn't give them a chance to forget that they that met me, right? You know, or or that they were in the meeting or wherever, you know. So that way I can get them on on my calendar right away, and we can figure it out. And if there's more that we need to discuss, maybe we only have a chance to talk for 30 minutes. Maybe we set up a second one after that to see if it's going to work. And some of them I've taken off where we actually are doing in live, so that if they're here local. Right. Then they don't want to do a Zoom after we've ch- chatted for the first time. Then then I'll meet them for coffee or meet them for drinks or meet them for lunch. Exactly. And you use Facebook Messenger a lot. Yes, I, I do. It's great. So many people miss the point of that. Why do you think that's so powerful right now in our society? Because everybody is instant gratification. <laughs> that's true. Seriously. That's yeah. exactly why. Because I know that's the very first thing that you will look at. As soon as you get an IM, they're going to look at it. Even before a text. Yeah, because it's an alert. Something's happening on a platform that I know. That's right. That's and then I can I can forward things or I can set it up where I send them information. And then if they want more information, then I'll get them to give me an email address and then I'll send that via email. But then I will also tell them on instant message, I just sent that email to you. Yeah. So they'll know that it's there. That's smart. And do you find, like, do you do any prospecting on that or is it all somebody you've already been warmed up to? Most of them are the ones that I've already met through my networking groups. Okay. And then I have different networking groups for different types of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm looking for CEOs and CFOs and, and um, anything like that, then there's a different set like e-women and things like that are more geared for that type of an entrepreneur or a business owner versus master networks, which is more of your B2C. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have to, Decide what it is you're selling and whether or not that particular individual can, number one, refer the quality client you're looking for, or number two, buy your services. Yeah. And most of those folks in Master Networks aren't going to buy my services because I'm those pros- properties are going to be $750,000 to $1 million or right. more. Exactly. Whereas, so otherwise, you need to be doing something like insurance or bookkeeping or, you know, something like that that's a little bit, a whole lot lower dollar figure. Right. And have you found any more groups since you've been offline or in your house more? Or you oh, yeah, I have found. I found there's and there, you know, if you want another group that's really widespread, it's called Happy Networks. Happy Networks. I haven't heard Happy that Networks. They are big, and you can. They are coast to coast, and and then if you really want, I think they've got a couple of meetings in Mexico or for Mexico, Canada, and um, somewhere out in Britain. In Great Britain. Huh. That's a group I haven't heard of. And how many different groups are you currently involved in? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop me now, huh? I ain't got that <laughs> A lot. <laughs> um, you know, I make the rounds. Yeah. I, I really do make sure that, and here's what I, I learned. People will say, you're everywhere. Not really, but I make enough of the rounds that you think I'm everywhere. Right. Because you've seen me enough times in different places so that now my – my first time that that come to, come to mind, if something shows up that's in my purview that, that I work on or that I do, mm-hmm. I immediately come to mind. But I work hard at making sure that I get that notoriety or that, you know, recognizability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all know my name. They all know who I am. 
Exactly. And it's a pinpoint focus too. You have a very specific thing. You're looking for people with ranches. You said you got to be over 50 acres, most of the people you deal with. And so that, that knocks out a whole bunch of people instead of wasting your time, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, and that helps that's you. That's not all. I also do really expensive houses. Right. But somebody knows if they don't have a million dollar project, they probably don't want to call you because that's, that's not your forte. Not if it's 200000 I probably won't be able to find much to you for right. you anyway. There's nothing in that price range anyway. Not anymore. No. No. All right. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Tell us how to get in touch with you and we'll give a final thought and let you go about your busy, busy day. All right. Um, easiest way is obviously my phone number and you can text me or email me or um, instant message me as well. But if phone number is 972-639-6396. My email is sj, because my name is Suzanne Johns, at suzannejohns.com, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E. J-O-H-N-S dot com. And my website is only luxuryestatesdallas.com. Perfect. All right. Any last final tip you give somebody who's thinking they might want to do something in real estate, but they're not sure? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And you know what? Pick up the phone. If you really want some, if you want some honest advice, I have no problem answering questions because there's a lot of sharks out there and you got to keep your eyes open and your ears open and don't be gullible because a lot of people will tell you exactly what you think they think you want to hear, but it isn't, doesn't necessarily have a ring of truth to it. Right. It just sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. You bet. Yep. Thanks for being on with us at Optimized Profitability uh, Podcast. This is Suzanne Johns. I'm Lyle. We'll see you on the next podcast. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizeProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.